Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us here on the Recruitment Roundup podcast, which is brought to you by BMS Performance. For those of you that are joining us for the first time, BMS Performance is a specialist sales and marketing recruitment consultancy. For the last 30 years, we've been helping businesses across the UK recruit for vacancies at every level. I'm your host, Mike Leather, and every week I'll be joined by a new guest where we'll get stuck into the latest trends in regards to recruitment. We'll talk about insights, we share ideas, we share experiences, and ultimately we look to provide value to fundamentally help you, you whether or not you're a hiring manager, a business leader, or part of an internal talent team to recruit smarter, faster, and more effectively. Okay, so welcome to the show, Kate Peel. Nice uh, Nice to have you here. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> great, great. I'm looking forward to this one. Where we're going to be discussing a subject that we've not yet covered on any of the other podcasts, which is in relation to graduate sales recruitment. So I think um, for our listeners, whether or not you've ever recruited a graduate into a sales role before or whether you've got experience in doing so, Hopefully you'll find this um, this podcast, this episode insightful, you'll find it interesting and, and you'll get something from it. But as as is customary now, um, before we get into any of that, um, Kate, why don't you introduce yourself and talk about what it is you do at BMS and, and also how you got into recruitment as well? Okay, of course I can. Yeah. So, hi, my name's Kate. Um, so, I'm the managing consultant here in our graduate division at BMS. Um, so, I've been with the company for nearing on four years now and actually started as a graduate myself. So, um, came through our graduate recruitment process um, just after I finished university, looking for my first kind of proper career job. Um, yeah. And I've been with the company ever since, sort of grown, developed, moved from the Midlands to Manchester um, yep. and yeah sort of fell into recruitment to be completely honest with you and um, was looking for a role where you can earn quite a lot of money got off of the yep. job and here I am four years later so that's uh, a bit about me really. I think a lot of people fall into recruitment don't they that's one of the things that you get yeah. into and you just end up loving it and getting drawn into it and, and that's you isn't it? Definitely. And I, you know, I can speak honestly before I started in recruitment, I was a little bit clueless, as I think most people are, especially at a graduate level. Um, It's something that I guess you've never really come across before. So it was one of those that it seemed like a good opportunity. I went for it. And yeah, here I am. (laughs) There you are. are. How many years have you been here now? Yeah, so nearing on four. um, Four four in July. So yeah time flies it does it does does. that's the thing about recruitment I think it just feels like time goes so fast so fast definitely even the weeks you know you blink and it's Friday and you're thinking god where's that week gone so yeah Yeah, it does fly by yeah indeed so um I guess I wanted to kick this off um be mindful of our audience who um, might never recruited a, a salesperson mm-hmm. into a graduate into a sales role before. Um, so when we say um, graduate sales recruitment, um, if, you, if you could just explain what we mean by that phrase. So we typically at, at a graduate level will be looking to help candidates who are at the start of their professional career. So yeah. it's almost the first professional role that these candidates will be taking on Um, you know people who maybe have studied or they're getting to that point in their life where they're done with sort of the part-time jobs that they've done or you know they're looking to 
kickstart a career um, and that focus being on sales roles. So um, lots of varying types of sales roles, but it's those entry level sales positions um, yeah. and people at the start of their career, really. Yeah. OK, fine. So what 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 is it when when you're um, working with graduates? What 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 is a typical graduate profile? So it can differ. Um, we use the word graduate because the main bulk of the candidates that we will see coming through the process with us are candidates who have been to university, um, who have mm. studied a variety of different degrees. You know, it's not just maybe what you would assume with business management or yeah, finance. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all sorts of degrees um, that people have decided to do post-university, graduated, um, and then looking to start a career in sales. Mm. Um, so that is the main bulk of, of a lot of the candidates that we deal with. But equally, sort of removing the word graduate from it, we still deal with people who potentially haven't been to university, yeah. um, who have taken a different route, maybe apprenticeships, um, you know, college qualifications, um, mm. taking various different routes, traveling, working abroad, um, but it will still be the main focus of that person at the start of their professional career, um, yeah. not necessarily always with a degree, but equally have other life experience rather than going down that typical university route. Yeah, how important is is what degree someone's done as, as far as them being a fit for a B2B sales role generally? It, honestly doesn't matter um to be completely honest with you I think when you leave school then you have to pick what you are going to study at university and um, mm. it's very hard at that age to know what you want to do for the rest of your yeah, life yeah. so what we find is that most sort of candidates at that level will have picked something that they either do well in or that they enjoy doing um because what else do you really have to go on unless you've yeah. kind of got a set career route that you ideally need to train for um it does tend to be more of a more of a yes it's something I'm good at, so I'm just going to pursue it a little bit further. Um, and what you'll then find is at the end of the three years, most degrees will give you those core transferable skills that you need to get into a sales role. There's no yeah. kind of set education, I guess, that you need to be successful in sales. It's about the person, the attitude, the drive, um, and any degree background can be relevant for it it's more so what the candidate then wants at that stage of their life as opposed to I guess having super specific relevant educational experience yeah yeah make, makes sense what are some of the, the main drivers then that you see when you when you're working with um graduate level candidates as to why they're saying that they want to move into b2b sales as opposed to doing a different type of job and different discipline etc so what are yeah. some like the common reasons people have people people are wanting to get into sales i think especially at this level there's the main people that we see are people who are relatively driven by earning potential um mm -hmm. so a lot of graduate roles in various different industries the salaries tend to match the fact that people are at an entry level whereas sales you know as you know is very much about you get out what you put in so yeah although it may be the first professional role that you take, the salaries, the earning potential, the progression opportunity doesn't necessarily mirror that that you would have if yeah. you went into a career that, you know, you do almost have to climb the ladder mm. in, in the way that it's structured and that it's set. So that's what you typically tend to find. You know, it's very driven people who want to earn pretty decent money relatively early on in their career are the types of people that we would see. Yeah. Um, 
and 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 the reasons that they would want to be going to sales or people who have family or friends or you know yeah, people that they yeah. know who work in this type of industry um and almost see no other route as being yeah. a career opportunity you know my dad was in sales and it's something that from a young age for me that seemed like a career opportunity because it was what I was exposed to and and that's the other other option that you find is if they know people in this type of industry they see that being the way to go because they see what you can get out of it really yeah I think I'm I'm biased personally I think sales and recruitment are the best best industry in the world I couldn't imagine working any, anywhere else yeah. um, and I've worked with um, graduates before in my recruitment experience at BMS but my experience is more geared towards helping um, companies recruit for experienced sales roles so what what do you enjoy most about working uh, with candidates at a graduate level? I think the candidates that we deal with because they're so fresh in their job search in their mm. professional career um, they just have so much that they want to learn and they've still got that fire in their belly because they've just finished university. You know, they've probably been living off a student loan and noodles for the last three years (laughs) of their life. Um, And they're in a position where they finally have kind of got that freedom. You know, they're out of education. They're out of probably living with their parents. It's the first step into their almost grown up life. So you see lots of graduates, lots of entry level candidates who maybe they're getting this job to move into a big city to live with their friends and it's almost like the hope that they have at that level is that they're just so excited and they've got so much fire in their belly to really get their teeth stuck in and just learn um and yeah you have some weird and wonderful things that you hear but you know because they are still at a level where they are still relatively fresh into this career um Yeah, they come out with some weird and wonderful things on a regular basis, which is always exciting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've got a, a couple of memories tripling in for when I, when I used to um, recruit recruit graduates. Okay, cool. Okay, so if if I'm um, a client, I've not um, I've not recruited a graduate before. Um, or a decision maker, even hiring manager rather than a client, I've not recruited mm-hmm. a graduate before. Um, what types of jobs in my sales team might suit a graduate because um you know certainly um within my team and in our market we're seeing a lot of companies are struggling to um recruit um for more of those junior entry-level sales roles definitely new business roles internal sales roles um but a lot of them are very much fixed on must-have previous b2b experience so yeah i guess in your experience what types of jobs are, are you finding graduates um are going into and doing well into well in? so the the main focus of the roles that we will place into are your new business lead generation type positions um you know your sdr roles your bdr roles and um, mm. Because of the fact, as you said, that when people do maybe have a bit more experience, it's a role that they're less wanting and less desirable to do Mm. is that start of the sales funnel where, you know, it's high volume of activity outreach. It's, you know, various different methods, video outreach. And you need someone who is almost fresh, who's hungry to just want to take that on. And 
because you start graduates in these new business roles, they typically learn from the ground up and they like the mm. fact that they then can develop their knowledge as they go and, mm. and kind of grow and develop into potentially more senior roles, knowing how the business works from the ground up. Um, yeah. Especially those positions, the new business ones that have a high earning potential. These graduates are people that, as I said, they're, they're typically people that want to earn money um, mm. and they're very much just getting that commercial exposure um, you know the experience learning from more senior people it's normally a good place to start so that they kind of learn at a rate that is manageable and that they can develop you know a long-standing career from um, we do work on you know account manager positions as well they're fewer yeah. and far in between um, they tend to be I guess for those people who are more focused on the relationship building side of things yes they've still got that underlying sense of drive and earning potential that they want to get but they're more you know the person that would be able to manage slightly more professional relationships um, and yeah. someone who's maybe is a little bit more mature and again with field sales roles as well at a graduate level um they're normally someone who's had I guess a little bit more life experience maybe you know someone who's graduated university has gone away for a couple of years has got that life experience is a bit more mature and happy to work independently but is still very much new into a professional career um yeah. so I'd say they're kind of the three main roles that we would look at recruiting into but as I said the, ma the main bulk is that new business lead generation just because it's hungry fresh graduates who want to be thrown in who want to learn and who you know for them any experience is going to be new so I guess they're they're happy to take on those roles that someone with a little bit more experience may not be as willing to do yeah okay fine um when when companies are, are, are hiring people at, at this level um and they're you know that they're, they're doing well um what sort of as uh, sort of next steps up for like graduates like where are they going to get progressed to typically what's how long does that that usually take for people that are joining honestly, the role? yeah I mean it can differ depending on what that set progression looks like and and each of the individual companies will obviously have their own set progression mm. but in reality we would see people moving from this lead generation role probably within their first nine to okay. 18 months pretty within quick, a company yeah. so pretty quickly um yeah. obviously company product sales cycle dependent but it is very much that kind of starter role to get someone in a professional environment mm. to educate them on phone manner on you know professional ways to handle conversations um that fast-paced target-driven environment you're almost easing them in with that and and the progression can happen you know as I said relatively quickly as long as the candidates are putting in the effort to, to make that happen yeah because I, I, I guess um you know, for, for companies that are bringing in graduates, you've got someone there with with no preconceived ideas, have you that unloadable? Exactly. So yeah, if you've got so if you're recruiting for an appointment making role, but you want someone who's done an appointment making role before, chances are, in most cases, not all, but in most cases, um, if they were good, you'd like to have think they might have progressed to doing exactly. software and account executive. So bringing someone in who hasn't done that before sees it as a it's not just to step up, but they're excited to do it, aren't they? Um, so, sorry to take one. 
I was going to say, and, and even adding on that, what you said about no preconceived ideas, it can be, in fact, easier to train someone who's yeah. never had any exposure to this type of industry over someone who has had a little bit of experience, mm. because those people may have set ways of doing things. They may, you know, be naturally inclined to do things in, in certain ways, whereas a graduate is a blank canvas and they are coachable, they're wanting to learn, they're still in that growth and development mindset and they are happy to almost take the, you know, the constructive criticism because they're still wanting that development and you, yeah, you can kind of start from the ground up with them really. Yeah. And if you think about the, um, all, all the companies that you, you recruit graduates into, what industry sectors um, take on the most sales graduates and what industry sectors are, are more quiet in that regard? To be completely honest with you, there isn't really, you know, much to differentiate. Um, mm. It's purely about who's looking to grow their sales team at what time. A lot mm. of the roles that we work on will be technology-based companies okay. who need yeah. that level of outreach. So they need those SDRs, they need lots of phone calls. Um, but having said that, you know, we also work with companies more so in the manufacturing industries. We work with construction companies. Um, you know, there's no real set industry, I would say, um, the tech at the moment is obviously an industry that's been thriving. So hence why we've yeah. seen a lot of growth in those industries and therefore a lot of need for an increased sales team. Um, mm. But honestly, there's there's no real set industry where it would be more beneficial or less beneficial. Um, yeah, every every industry can add value from having grads in the team, definitely. Okay. And now hopefully the, 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 your answer to this question will be helpful for um, listeners who haven't recruited a graduate before, but um, <clears throat> what, what, what are we talking um, average salary-wise across so, the UK to recruit someone into, into a role like these that we're talking about? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking into sort of central London, you're probably looking between your sort of 27 to 30 as a basic salary based on the right. market conditions at the moment, um, expecting on that to be earning anywhere between sort of five to 10 on top of their basic salary in their first okay. year. Um, not what it once was, I can tell you that, but it's definitely seen an increase in the last sort of couple of years, as most industries have. Um more so if you're looking outside of central London, you're looking kind of your 23 to 25 okay. as the basic. Um, just again, with the same sort of earning potential on top of that expected in your first year. Um, so yeah, they're, they're competitive salaries. Um, mm. And that's why, you know, we tend to place good people there because, yeah. you know, the companies are offering the salaries that, that get the good people in and, and entice, especially with these people being money motivated individuals, you know, it's good to attract them with a salary that they feel is, you know, justified. Yes, that brings me on to, on to the next point, because like every market sector, there's going to be companies that recruit really well, and there's going to be companies that, that struggle. Um, so how competitive is the graduate sales market? And if you look at maybe some of the companies that you that you work with that um, hire well, and by the word wealth, I mean in a timely fashion, good candidate experience, all that great stuff. Um, what are they doing differently than the rest? So two questions. Yeah, so competitive is the yeah. answer to your first question. It's such a fast-paced market. People will, you know, interview one day and be off the market the next day, especially post-COVID where a lot more of the interviewing processes have become virtual, meaning you can access talent a lot quicker and get through that interviewing process a lot quicker. Um, 
you know, people will be off the market within the blink of an eye. Hence why you have got to be that company that's offering, you know, the the, the packages that people are wanting to see. And mm. um, the main companies that we see that are attracting the best talent and are retaining the best talent and um, salary is obviously important. It's mm. not necessarily make or break for a lot of graduates, as long as it's within sort of the estimated salary brackets that we've mentioned before. Um, you know, the difference between 28 and 29, it doesn't tend to be the main influencer if they are that close in comparison. Um, it's a combination of things. What we've noticed, and again, this may be more post-pandemic, is the the desire for work-life balance and culture. Um, I think that nowadays, more so than ever, young people are looking for a role that, yes, they will give 110% to, but not where they're giving their whole life and slaving to it. So, you know, you're looking for people who are saying, yeah, I'd love to be working hybrid because, you know, it gives me more opportunity to see family and, you know, to to Mm. do things outside of work. So I'd say that that's a big draw at the moment is offering flexibility in the work schedule um to keep competitive um and another thing as well as training and development opportunities pretty much every single graduate that we speak to when we ask what they're looking for from that next opportunity they're looking for roles and companies that are going to invest in them as individuals and make them feel valued um because there is so much competition out there if people aren't feeling valued, if they're not feeling recognised for their work, if they don't feel that they're having in, you know, people aren't investing in them and their growth, they will just tend to jump ship because there are so many other options out there that that do offer it. So I'd say to sort of summarise, yeah, yes, money is obviously important to to keep competitive, but for graduates, that work-life balance culture um, and development opportunity is is up there in terms of what they can potentially be earning. Yeah, so I guess the the employers that are are recruiting, well, they've got to be shouting about all that stuff as well on the the, the website. So we talked about this quite a lot on on the podcast, but it's it's really important at this level, uh, I reckon, as well. Massively so. And it's become so much more normal now that I guess people, uh, you know, of a younger generation, when they're coming into the working environment, they almost have never experienced what we once did of everyone going to work five days a week and there being no flexibility and their understanding of what work is is that you work from home a couple of days a week you go in a couple of days a week and if anything it's more rare for them to hear a job where you have to go into the office five days a week and there's no flexibility on that um which I know has changed even when I started four years ago that was how it was done everyone went to to, to the office Monday to Friday and that was just how people went to work but this the shift in people's mentalities over the last you know three four years um it really is now the norm that offering sort of more of a flexible hybrid working is seen as something that is yeah very very desirable but equally almost expected to a certain yeah. extent I think so when we're working with clients that are saying in the office five days a week yeah how hard are they finding it to attract people having said everything that we've just said there are still graduates who want that development opportunity to be in an office and I guess it depends where the offices are based you know if they're easily accessible and people can walk into the office or hop on a tube and get into the office and it's not 
you know too difficult to get there then you have people who are who are still very happy to go in and to be in for the five days a week um a lot of companies that we work with have almost moved to a model that candidates will go in every single day until they're at a level that they're capable um, and that they're demonstrating that they're performing so therefore I guess the flexibility is more so a benefit of performance and that they've hit a certain level um and that's fine you know a lot of graduates when they do start out they probably quite like having a team around them that they can ask questions and you know that they've got people in the same shoes as them so that they don't feel isolated at home um and as well as that a lot of graduates who maybe went to uni during the pandemic are sometimes a bit sick of being sat on a computer yeah, so yeah, the of idea course. of fully fully remote working also isn't massively attractive because they want to have again leaning back to that culture um and that development opportunity they they want that so it's sort of in the middle of yes they want hybrid they wouldn't want fully remote but also the flexibility is more so a, an attractive feature I think yeah because we we learn so much don't we by osmosis and we see it at BMS when we when we bring new people new people new people on they learn the most from being around other people doing doing a similar yeah. role. and that that makes me think then about um not every company is geared up to recruit someone at a graduate level it's it might sound like a great idea listening to this podcast but just to add some balance to it you've got to make sure that you can onboard these people right and yeah. you've got a plan for that you touched on training and development because it's just so key isn't it because yeah you don't underestimate the amount of help that these people might need as well and this is the thing you know there are so many benefits to hiring graduates you know some of them we've touched on already you've got someone who's fresh who's hungry who's moldable who wants to learn but also you have to be in a position that you can provide an environment for them to receive that um because as you've said they do need help and they you know they're so fresh and they haven't been in this type of environment before so if you don't have you know the the infrastructure or the the time to give to someone of this level you may struggle to see the best out of them because they don't know what they're doing in most cases and and you have to be willing to commit that time to them and if you can commit that time to them that's when you really start to see the best out of them right but they 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 typically learn quick and pick things up exactly straight out of 100% having to do that cool okay um so I guess again I always like putting myself in the shoes of a client but um let's say I'm 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 a client I'm thinking right I'd be interested in bringing a graduate into the team for everything that we've discussed but it's going to bring something new and exciting some enthusiasm more energy into the team into the office naturally I would think the best time to recruit a graduate is in the summer mm-hmm. people have graduated um am I right in my thinking in that and what else would 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 you advise me of would you advise our audience of around like this subject so you you know I can completely understand why you'd have that idea people tend to graduate in sort of the spring summer time so naturally the influx of graduates is going to be at that time of year and it's a seasonal market with graduates some people who are studying master's degrees won't graduate until December time so then you've got a new influx of graduates at that point and 
but equally not every single graduate will want to go into work straight out of university you know they've just studied for three years you're hoping they studied quite hard for three years um, (laughs) and they may want a little bit of time to go and see the world to spend time with friends and family you know they may not be someone who's instantly going right I'm going straight into work the day after I graduate so yes you're right in the sense that it is a seasonal market however we would argue that there's no real right or wrong time to recruit a graduate because there will be people all year round who are looking for their first graduate career um, based on individual experiences what they've chosen to do with with their time um, what you'll also find as well is if you do only stick to that time of year that March April May June July time of year um, there's so much more competition yeah, in yeah. the market in terms of other people might also want to be recruiting at that time of year um so you've got to be the person that's offering the thing that's going to attract everyone over all the other companies that are also recruiting and you've got to expect that there is going to be that extra level of competition um we source the graduate talent we don't change the way that we assess people and we will always assess the same throughout the whole year so Mm. Yes, there may be a bigger influx in the summertime, but equally there will constantly be graduates of a good level that we are helping to place into different jobs um, all, across, all around the year. Um, some of our clients, we work with a client, um, Ed- Edmonton Electrical. They're a, mm. they're a global um, electrical wholesale business. Um, we work all year round with them. Um, yeah. We hold multiple onboarding sessions for them. And there's been no real difference. We've had success with every onboarding session that we've done with them um, and they recruit all year round. So companies like that are, are taking advantage of the fact that people think it is only the summer that you can recruit by going at those you know, times that maybe there are less people also recruiting. Uh, it's a competitive piece, isn't it? Because if you're recruiting when everyone else is, you have to get through your interview processes much quicker, loads yeah. more sharper with that. Um, chances are anyone that's good you offer a job to are going to get several other offers on the table exactly so. yeah um and that and that's something that we do quite often see is that there is competition even with how quickly you can get people in for interview there's so much other competition out there as well that it's it's tough it is tough um so yes arguably there is a seasonal change in terms of how we see graduates coming through the process but I don't think there's ever really a right or wrong time to do it it's when the business needs it and it's you know can you be that person who appeals to the graduates on the market at that time yeah cool okay so we're just wrapping up um anything that you'd leave our audience with any 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 advice anything that you're particularly excited about just as a finishing off point I think obviously being sort of immersed in the graduate recruitment world it's it's obvious to us that there's so many benefits in recruiting yeah. graduates um, we see the candidates and and the caliber of the candidates that we do see coming through the process with us on a weekly basis so it seems obvious to us that it's a good route to go down but I know that for a lot of companies out there it could be a complete unknown and you know you maybe feel that hiring people with more experience is is the better way to go and they're so cultural they're so hungry and that you know the majority of graduates are looking to get their foot in the door for the long term so yes it's probably an investment of time of resource to get someone who is that fresh into a role and 
But in the long term, if you make the investment to start with, you'll typically see a good amount of success and longevity in these candidates if you continue to give them what they need to, to grow and develop, really. So um, higher grads is what I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of finishing. Um, thank you so much for coming on. I think really, no really, really, really good episode that. And I'm sure, as I said at the beginning, from the audience, whether they recruit a graduates, regularly or they're new to it would have got something from that so <laughs> thanks for joining us um no thanks for having me <laughs> our pleasure our pleasure um so next week um i'll be joined by my colleague rob coombs um and we'll be back into the land of talking about experienced sales recruitment so hoping everyone can join us again for that so that wraps up another episode of the recruitment roundup podcast thank you very much for listening to the show to watching the show um we really appreciate your support it would be absolutely fantastic um if you could give us a rating on apple on spotify give us a review um, any feedback really really helps and is massively appreciated so thank you once again for joining us and we will hopefully see you again next week